2: Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to bedfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today.
4: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With me, as always, is the skeptic, the voice of the people, the little devil upon my shoulder, Kristen Stuttered. Hello, Kristen. Hi, Joseph. That was Kurt Maybe even stern. Is it because I made you watch uh, a four-hour
1: <laughs> ceremony? It certainly is. I'm just like it was a long. It was. I'm sure we'll get into this. And if this episode is half as long as that ceremony, we will have gotten out lucky. Alive. I think, yeah, for sure. I think we can do it. I, so, I'm going to aim for under two hours for this episode, and I think that's I'm going to do idea. that by not pontificating.
0: Okay, wow. I going to aim for 30.
1: 30 minutes total? <laughs> just, yeah. just try to it up. That's just listing every yeah, performer yeah. who we <laughs> saw.
0: Yeah.
4: So we did not go to the ceremony, as our listeners know. Uh, I guess if you're, this is the first episode you're listening to. We normally go to the induction ceremony. We didn't go this year. And so watching the ceremony usually is us reviewing you know, what we've already seen. But for uh this year, this is the first time we're seeing any of this stuff. So this ceremony is now streaming on HBO Max. You can watch it. And uh, we watched it. It is four hours long. It is the longest HBO cut or any televised cut of any ceremony ever. They usually cut it down shorter. And, of course, we wanted a guest for this episode who would – Go the extra mile to watch a four-hour broadcast and then talk about it with us. I did it. None other than our pal, the most frequent guest we have on this show, our buddy, host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, Joey Devine. Welcome back to the show, Joey.
0: Wow, Joey. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I got to say... you guys got to watch this on HBO max before they take it down for tax purposes. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it's going to be (laughs) up. Yeah. They
1: need to,
0: they need to write it off.
1: David right uh, off somehow.
4: That's funny. Call it a
1: loss. Oh my gosh, that's an industry joke for people who are not following mm-hmm. everything yeah, that's about happening. it's uh, acquisition HBO. of
0: Warner yeah. Brothers, HBO. Elon, Elon Musk bought HBO Max, <laughs> and now he's uh, <laughs> removing content. <laughs>
4: um, all right. Well, you know, there's not like we've already alluded to. There's a lot to get to, so we might as well just jump in immediately. First thing I will say is that. The opening of this is a very different opening
0: than mm-hmm. normal. I mean, Where just it's a terrible mashup. A that very- hey,
1: I called it an overture.
4: Yeah, it is an overture.
0: It's an
1: overture, and I didn't mean it. It's oh, an overture, it.
0: and it's a. Uh, it's also visually, it's like a kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. It's um, the loading screen to Guitar Hero.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean again it wasn't the greatest thing but i was like well it tells us what we're gonna say
0: normally they <laughs> just pick a song
4: but this time it was a generic rock song that they then incorporated when you saw the name of a band or artist they incorporated some noise wild, or lyric while
0: so over music i can only describe as someone typing rock into uh rock youtube's <laughs> audio library of, yeah uh, <laughs>
4: absolutely this is this is some royalty-free rock music
1: royalty-free rock music for rock royalty
4: for rock royalty hey, there
1: she is um He's back. I, She's
4: here. I only realized that i could i might as well catalog what the visuals were for each splash screen mm-hmm. for these artists Great. because they were sometimes supposed to be specific to the artist and sometimes they were seemingly random. Uh-huh. But I wa- I wanted to write down what each of them were. Duran Duran had cameras, film strips and wolves which mm-hmm. oh, Okay, I get it. I liked it. that was like the most you know, on brand. Eminem, mm-hmm. uh, M&M, it was microphones, cassette tapes, chains, and headphones. Not was- mom's
0: spaghetti. Should have been spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been bit of spaghetti. spaghetti and
1: meatballs. That would have been great. We didn't um, even hear that song. Who
4: cares? Well,
0: we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, we got to wait The surprise get of the centru-
4: century, but that's, uh, yeah, at the bottom.
0: <laughs> Eurythmics was like masks, shades, and ties, neckties. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, okay. Dolly mm-hmm.
4: was butterflies, acoustic guitars, and roses. Okay.
0: Should have been a should have been a time a punch card for a time clock. Yeah, for um, at the <laughs> 95. Yeah.
4: Uh Lana Ritchie was vinyl records and pianos. It might have have even been a piano going around in one circle, one mm-hmm. continuous piano. Carly Simon, tambourines. Mm-hmm. Nothing else wow. that they could figure out for carly Benatar giraldo was electric guitars wings that were maybe attached to a bird and microphones (laughs) uh you'll notice microphones comes up a lot when they they seemingly can't figure out what to do uh judas priest was the flying v guitar razor blades which is part of their iconography and tires as though I, i would imagine a harley davidson jimmy jam and terry lewis served on a platter the hats that they wear the mm-hmm. shades that they there wear you know. and guitars because mm-hmm. uh jimmy jam used to play the guitar yeah. on the stage time and, mm-hmm. and on the stage with janet as well he was a he was a keytar man uh harry belafonte a few different types of microphones mm-hmm. okay and uh elizabeth cotton was banjos that makes sense
0: why didn't they go bananas for harry belafonte <laughs> that would have been great i would have
4: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a, maybe a little uh, insulting, uh, but I, mean, I some, get it. Some song. Alan Grubman was more vinyl records and pens and notebooks because mm-hmm. he's, he's an office man. Also, first acknowledgement, his last name is apparently a pronounced Grubman. We talked about that last yep. week. We weren't sure. It is a confirmed Grubman. Sylvia Robinson Electric guitars? Did they not? Did yeah, they you not know get that famous memo? rap
1: instrument, of the electric guitar. Everybody loves it.
4: Very strange. And then uh, Jimmy Ivey, and maybe the weirdest one because it just looked like a presidential seal. It just had like stars around it. Looked like a a monument that you would see. At, well, like, he's the music.
0: he's the president of music. Okay, there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I forgot about. The you know, ever about that? Had. I watched that documentary. That's how it ended. He was elected president of music. music.
4: Uh, and, uh, there were hands uh shaken dr were... dre
0: was uh named doctor. uh the attorney surgeon general surgeon general of yeah, music right doctor because um, he's yeah, a doctor yeah.
4: got it all right so the but the show truly kicks off with I'm like, we haven't Durant. even
1: begun i can't believe I know, it was I know, we I know I know we can't talk this much about anything else okay that's the longest thing <laughs> that's the robert longest we can downey
4: jr comes out he he kicks it off he's bald He sings a little bit of California love, and it's one of the lamest things. It's really
1: cringe.
0: I took one note while watching this, and it's about this moment. I wrote... Robert Downey Jr. looks like Paul Schaefer was the Riddler. And then (laughs) I crossed that out and said, actually, he looks like the Master of Disguise Turtle Man. He does look like uh, Pistachio Disguise (laughs) (laughs) as
4: as the turtle. I thought that as well. Yeah, I think his speech and his vibe. The uh, worst. really made me think he's not even as cool as he would ever pretend to be. Like he Mm -hmm. just is a, he's a huge dork. Yeah, I will. I'll. And the, this is also our first moments where we get to see the set. I will say, I think the set looks great. It was the great. set is great. Cool. Speaking of cool.
1: sets. <laughs> Did anybody <laughs> sorry? Did anybody notice behind Robert Downey Jr. there was just a row of headless cleavage? It was like four women directly behind him. You could not see their heads. You could just see their shoulders from their mid-chest up. Two of them were wearing, you know, spaghetti strap dresses. And then the other just clearly a row of women. It was just wow. like cleavage no. row in the background right mm-hmm. behind him. Uh, no, um, I,
4: I was focusing on on the speech, Chris. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the very you got, got bored immediately and started um, looking at yes. sexualized <laughs>
0: women's bodies. Uh well, this was when I was
1: still actively watching the show. This was before I kind of like started to you know do hours. some
0: chores and yeah. things.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, and so it seems Robert Downey Jr.'s connection is that uh, they played his fiftieth birthday, and uh, oh. you know, and he, he talks, tells
0: like the lamest story in the world about it.
4: Yeah, a, d- a prominent director's wife uh, threw her dang bra on stage. It's like you are in Hollywood. Like, surely you've
0: seen crazier stuff. <laughs> you were addicted to drugs for thirty years. <laughs> you've done crazier stuff. You fell asleep in a child's bed. Anyway, oh boy,
4: <laughs> um, everything looks really good. I thought they did a really good job with the with the stage design and yeah, putting- it looks great putting the audience members on stage gives it like a depth where it just feels like a complete... i like
1: i never noticed the audience members but i do it, other than oh, their know, their tits their, immediately their boobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think that like i i it, it felt good like the the vibe felt good it didn't feel like a massive it did it felt more intimate i think that way
4: yeah it felt intimate but it also still felt bigger than the microsoft theater actually is we have mm-hmm. both been there, and it is a it is a small place. Right. Um. They play the package. Uh. We get Drew Barrymore and Naomi Campbell from seemingly old interviews. We get Gwen Stefani in a new interview, and she's kind of like the only one they interview, which I thought was interesting. Uh. Like last year, they like interviewed a lot of people for a lot of these artists, and it seems like they maybe do one or two for each artist this year. The uh, packages are smaller Separate this group, year men. Also. Grubman, I, it will that is guy got a murderer's but...
1: row of fucking. Like, the,
4: the Nile Rodgers interview might be new with with Duran Duran, but that was about it. And Simon Laban talks about Ordinary World in a college library. Mm-hmm. He's just in front of a bunch of books, and yeah,
0: because uh, that's his his thinking song. Yes, he's a, yeah. <laughs> he's a literary man. In, in that. I will
1: say I would have not, you know, I'm not like a huge Duran Duran fan, but I did learn, I didn't realize that like Ordinary World is about the loss of a close friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And it I don't changed think I either. the way that mm-hmm. I listened to the song, which was interesting to me. Yeah.
0: I think it's still a pretty lame song. I mean, it's sad. or Yeah, I mean, know, it's, 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 a a, different... it's valid. His feelings are valid, but that song is lame. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I think fine. it's
1: a fine song. I, this I don't, song you hear at the dentist. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> type of song. It's you need songs to hear at the dentist.
4: Thank you. It's we lest we overlook an important genre, and then we go straight from the package to the performances. We get girls on film and hungry like the wolf and ordinary world. I mostly just jotted down because we've. You know they do a great job you know they sound Yeah, i thought they great. sounded
1: good and they're having fun that's
4: what i wrote down mostly what i was jotting down was you know now we get to see who's in the audience for the first
0: time well and it's, what i wanted the to first see...
1: it's a first ll spotting of, of a many. million My that God, we will the see LL is their is... cut to guy because he's, yeah. he's 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 enjoying everybody. every artist there yes. is yeah. not a person i don't think there is a band that played that they didn't show ll enjoying
4: he's not just like grooving out he is Mouthing along to words, uh-huh. he is like very specifically like he knows the songs. He kind of mouths along to the doo-doo-doo-doo parts of hungry like the wolf. Even Dolly is vibing in her seat. Everybody else is is up, but she's in her seat. And we see Gwen, Olivia Rodrigo, Edge, Pink, Lenny Kravitz. Everybody's uh having a great time during this mm-hmm. set. Um, we also get we get our first glance of we don't see this guy too often, but First off, Dolly is with her husband. We mm-hmm. get a few shots of Carl. And we also get a few shots of her security, who looks oh, like... Oh,
1: is that her grandson?
4: No, her grandson. No, not think... her grandson.
1: Or like her her little grand cousin or whatever. Oh,
4: her like nephew or something. Who yeah, like is who's like
1: on part that of podcast. the, yeah.
4: I don't know, because he looks like, a, uh, like he works for Two-Face. Like he has mm-hmm. like a real yep.
0: uh, gangster vibe. His, yeah, he like, looks like back. he's going to fight Robert Downey Jr. before <laughs> they both get tied up by Batman backstage. <laughs> At no um. <laughs> point is he ever smiling.
4: So maybe, I don't know, maybe it is that guy. Also, Ed Sheeran looks bored the entire show.
0: Yeah. Every time they Even cut to Even when he's Sheeran, performing. He's not like, he doesn't seem spoiler happy. Alert. A spoiler, spoiler alert, Ed Sheeran's going to perform, he's gonna, gonna perform, Oh yeah, maybe?
1: no, which I had forgotten about. I did. Oh, I'm I had glad that, truly, that hit you as a surprise. I had forgotten about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Ed Sheeran.
0: The Duran Duran thing. You know what I? you guys missed live? They had to film that first performance yeah, twice. Yeah, no, we, we have yeah, spoken we know to, to many two people. different okay. people right. yeah. who well, were bad. at the performance.
1: Clearly you're not keeping up on the show, Joey. <laughs> I'm behind.
0: I work from home now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the speeches.
4: Uh, I appreciate that they, you know, Warren Kucarulo, who uh was with the band during uh late 80s, and <laughs> the early 90s, he did the guitar riff for Ordinary World. He like contributed to the band, even though he wasn't an original member. Uh, I'm glad he's shouted out. And then we get the really sad uh Andy Taylor yeah. letter about his uh stage four metastatic cancer, which Overall, you can
0: hear the cracking. Solid crowd speech from Duran Duran, I would say. Uh they mm-hmm. both they all kept it short. Everyone got to talk uh, for about the same amount of uh-huh, time. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, I agree. And you know, something they don't all they, I don't think they've ever done before, or at least they haven't done it in a while. They put chirons of who everybody is when they Mm -hmm. talk.
1: Yeah, uh, that's nice.
4: Which usually that keep the word kept guessing. They have
1: biffed that in the past. And I am, I was glad to see that happen. And they called out the New York dolls as well, which I Mm -hmm. thought was Mm -hmm. like, you know, an interesting thing to do. It also really reminded me that like Hungry Like the Wolf is a real bop. And the video is just, So good. That video is really, really high quality at a time when it did not need to be.
4: I mean, that's like the at whole thing all. is that they yeah. uh, they went and shot like their version of apocalypse now, yeah. and everybody else was pretending to sing in front of a concert that wasn't there. That was
0: especially like, you know. when they you they show a clip from an Eminem video later that is clearly from like two years ago, and it's the worst looking music video <laughs> oh, I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: some of that, some of that Eminem <laughs> package, we will need to address yes
4: last thing i'll say about duran duran is that a, nick rhodes looks like a fancy little ghost mm-hmm. uh, he's yep. a, a pale man he also calls out the fan vote which is you know normally <laughs> yeah they nobody they're,
1: they're they, really proud of that
4: love the fan vote all right let's talk about jimmy jam and, and terry lewis we great. start with good the package. package good great package, package.
0: yeah best great package, package i think actually maybe
4: you got Mary J. Um, Blige, um, I, you got Usher, you got yeah. uh, Mariah Carey in an old video. I think Usher's video is also old, but you get some great old footage of Jimmy Boy, and Perry. Jimmy's Jerry hair, curl mullet, mullet the, like, Jerry yeah.
1: cum, the Jerry Curl mullet is just worth the price of this four-hour slog that I went through. Wow, that mullet is so good. But yeah, also, it very
0: succinctly tells their story, too, yeah. for... <laughs> Because I think I feel like a lot of the times when they're editing these things, like whoever's cutting it's like people know who Eminem is. Like, here's some crap. Here's some crap. You know what I mean? But with. Jimmy Jam, they have to like walk it through for the Dolly Parton moms or whatever who are watching. And it's really good. It works as a narrative much better than a lot of these packages. Right.
4: And you know, you don't get to see the Human League that much uh, in life. And you don't (laughs) talk too
1: much about Monkey by George Michael. Yeah. Mm -hmm. George Michael,
4: I feel like you could hear he gets a pop in the room. Yeah. uh, And it's like, he's got to get inducted soon.
1: He really, really has to get inducted soon that was just another thing that I just became so clear. I also feel like starting with Duran Duran and then going straight into Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, it just feels it's like the eighties have entered the chat. Like they're here to stay. There's like, just that's like a lot of eighties up top, yeah. you know, Absolutely. right. A one, two punch of eighties excellence. And
4: then you got Janet coming out dressed in oh the eighties. Look, the control. The album biggest cover hair look. I've ever seen in my entire life and potentially putting up numbers for the smallest nose. I'm worried about Janet's yeah. nose; yeah. it's getting it's getting smaller. Every it time is. I see her. she's
1: really got she's got some Latoya vibes lately. Right. And it she's is approaching Michael
4: territory. And I'm, yeah, I'm a it's unfortunate. Worried. Because uh, you know, Janet has always been a a, a good looking person. Anyway, I, I, I can't speculate I liked her about fun the little joke
1: about being their favorite.
4: Yes, that was the highlight. Uh, this
1: is the first shot of Mary J. Blige's necklace that we get to see, <laughs> which is another that is it's a that popped for me.
4: They do typically. The way this works is if there's a performance, the speech has happened after the performance, but if there's not a performance, you get to see them come up on stage and they do have mm-hmm. a cool angle, like a telephoto short lens angle that I think is, is very cool. Is the I actually think
0: they're doing it backwards too, by the way. I think they should go video first, then speech to speech, personally. Speech to
1: speech?
0: Here's why. Because
1: like, we just love to hear people talk unbroken? No, I mean, well, that part but that's, sucks.
4: That's what, uh, I mean... That's what they did for Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. You mean right. so th- This is what it this is the create... correct
0: way to do it, I think, because you learn who they are and then you meet someone who's friends with yeah. them and then you meet them. Yeah. Well, that's Where that's traditionally to how it used Robert to be. Downey Jr. is like, hey, I'm a weirdo. And then now <laughs> it's also even weirder for Robert Downey Jr. to throw to a video. That's so weird.
4: Yeah, I anyway. mean, the, as you as you may remember, the induction ceremonies used to work like that. I think yeah. part of it is using the package time to set up the stage, stage stuff, yeah, to get it ready to get the performances ready so that you can go quick to that and not lose any time in mm-hmm. the in the room. I think it's it's fine. I mean, like I guess I'm a sucker for the kind of traditional way it has always been, but I think this is this is whatever. All right, let's get to their uh, their speeches. Terry Lewis's mother. Uh, that was it's I think so a, cute. Adorable. Love that. Moment, Colin Prince, the Purple Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, great.
1: <laughs> love to hear a shout out to Jelly Bean anytime. Uh, you could just go. Sure, we,
4: I mean we got the whole time. Yeah, I got, got the, the whole time, time. But you just
1: love to hear yeah. them just say Jelly Bean. That's mm-hmm. fun.
4: Very sweet moment when Janet adjusted Jimmy's collar, uh mm-hmm. which was coming out of his his coat. I I thought Jimmy had. I mean, like Jimmy is usually the one of these two who is like the pr guy like yeah. the one who does the interviews mm-hmm. so i mean terry's speech was good but jimmy i thought had some moments that were like
0: well, he I is think so he had the best charming joke of the yeah. night too actually of any of the inductees where he was like that's the most i've ever heard terry lewis speak in yeah. my entire life yeah yeah
4: um, <laughs> um i mean jimmy had a lot of good lines both funny and i like, loved also that they,
1: that they shouted out clarence avon
4: of course, I mean, yeah, um, of course, they because to. they
1: had to. But and they, and should, like, they and always I'm glad do, you know. Every, every time,
4: time. yeah.
1: Jimmy Jam also really has Obama cadence. He <laughs> yeah. really well, like does,
2: Pete. just um, like Mayor Pete. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, but like, yeah the the idea of call, calling music like the divine art that you can't mm-hmm. like plays a year, but if you tell someone a song, they can yeah. they can mm-hmm. put themselves in that place. Making the crowd do the the damn ABCs. ABCs, You
1: gotta love that. That was effective and it was fun and it worked. It made a point
4: about how we use music, uh, you know, to remember things and Mm -hmm. as part of the way we learn stuff and and then also making the crowd do it and then cutting them off Mm -hmm. and telling them it's a single edit, all of it. (laughs) And
1: this is like the beginning of like a theme that is going to come throughout the entire night, which is a lot of people really discussing their partnerships, a lot of oh. dual partnerships. Oh, I thought
0: you were going to of- say subtweeting Kanye West's anti-Semitism because <laughs> that is also... But
4: yeah no you you're, you're uh, right the partnerships a there's <laughs> a lot of people there's a there's a good amount of duos more a than a lot you're, of
1: duos this year and to. then the fact that they call out the idea that they always that they did a handshake deal for 50 years they've split everything 50-50 and they never argue about it like they're just like okay. that's that yeah. and that and the idea the difference between like a fight and an argument and a stuff, disagreement a disagreement and an and argument and an argument was like really i thought that it just, again, we have a lot of like duos that respect each other. Yeah. And got just inducted the, the distinction is uh,
4: arguments you're trying to win disagreements you're trying to solve. And he doesn't want to win anything he loses. And it's like, oh, okay, my heart just broke into a million pieces. That's yeah. Like, that's
1: like the sweetest, so most beautiful. wonderful kind of thing mm-hmm. that everybody's looking for in any kind of relationship. Yeah.
0: Really I great. I would say the Venn diagram is like on one side, one side of the circle, right? You've got uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And then in the middle you have the Eurythmics. And then on the other side, you have Neil Giraldo. Why don't, and we, uh, yeah, Why don't yeah, we talk spider spider about Patricia? Why don't we talk about Spider and
1: Patricia?
4: Spider and Patricia, Pat Benatar and Neil Geraldo. We start off with Cheryl Crow coming out, talking about how she wanted to be, Pat Benatar, not Neil Geraldo, but uh, I
0: understand we like Cheryl Crow. We like Cheryl Crow. Yeah, like Crow. We like Cheryl Crow. There was a little too much Cheryl Crow in this ceremony. There was for me. a lot
1: in this ceremony. It sets mm-hmm. her up to do well. The thing is, and we'll get to her part in the Dolly induction, which I found less satisfying than this part. This speech kind of reminded me of like Taylor Swift's speech a little bit about Carol King. It, it just felt like an artist who was impacted by this other artist, but they're not like, close or anything, mm-hmm. you know, but just giving a nice speech about that. It kind of was like a bit of a Taylor, a bit of a, um, I think that Robert Downey Jr. was like the less charming, uh, Drew Barrymore or whatever.
4: Where like this group means something to him on a deeply yeah. personal level versus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I just want to point out a moment that made me laugh was she was the first, I think the first time Cheryl mentions Neil, uh, they cut to him in the crowd and then a long leather glove comes from mm-hmm. off screen and like pats him on the back. And you don't know who it is until you see later it's their daughter who looks like a Kardashian mm-hmm. and is like Oh yeah. In, uh... I was
1: looking them up during this part and I didn't realize their daughters have been on some e reality show where all these celebrities' kids work on a ranch. Let me uh-huh. look it up. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, what is this? Cause I was like, oh, do they have children? I was just kind of like looking them up, and yeah, I um, mean, like
4: she definitely looks like a reality show star. Relatively famous ranch rules. Mm-hmm. Relatively <laughs> famous oh, colon yes, ranch rules,
3: which
1: is where they a bunch of celebrities' kids go, or like relatives of famous people go and do. Uh, uh, they work ranch. on a ranch. They
0: city slicker.
1: Yes, exactly that.
4: (laughs) Great. They find Uh, Curly's gold. What fun that sounds like. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. And, you know, Cheryl mentions uh, one of the main things that, like, I guess if you're a Benatar hater, which is, you know, just she made the path easier for women artists after her. And that's, you know. That's really it.
1: And that was something that I was thinking about a lot during her induction was just how much that it does actually matter that she was a woman. Like it really yeah. does matter. It's also, Mariah is also all over this ceremony. She yeah, isn't in a lot of, oh no, I yeah. don't yeah, yeah. get, oh, yeah. oh, you never hear me say shit about to Mariah Carey. <laughs> Uh, but it's sure. it it is is it. interesting how many packages she appears. There in. is mm-hmm.
4: a good amount of archival footage of Mariah talking. And then we only really get one newly recorded mm-hmm. moment, but that's not in this package. We get an but old- But I
1: just mean, she, oh yeah. yeah, we get her in the- um, She's the only new interview she does is for groupman. But yeah. like, it's yeah. very interesting how much she is all over this ceremony. And for me, that also bodes well for her future yeah. induction.
4: I think so as well. Now- in this package, yeah, we get an old interview with Mariah. We also get maybe the only person who's interviewed is Taylor Momsen for Pet yeah. Benatar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, who is that? She was an actress. It's a name I know. She was an actress. She was in <laughs> Gossip Girl, but then she also is in a band called the Pretty Reckless. Who hmm. I, I don't. Know much about I looked it up. They had a bunch of hits on the mainstream rock chart, which I don't even know what that catalogs anymore because that's okay, not like she's
0: on Interscope, she's Cindy Lou, who in How the Grinch Stole Christmas as a child. Oh.
4: Yeah, there, I guess there's that as well. <laughs> anyway, very strange. Taylor Momsen just like being the only one who's talking in new interviews and constantly saying, like, we. Like I don't mm-hmm. I'm sorry I don't I don't I don't know you I don't, have to I don't know you. Yeah, no. Um I I love the footage of the Catch a Rising Star stuff that like Pat mm-hmm. Benatar came up with like Richard Belzer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like all these like her she, was with, like, like, uh, Robin she was like she was like on the picket the...
0: line outside the, the <laughs> comedy store. No, she
4: was she was New <laughs> York. She catches catches New York, but yeah, she would, have been. She would right. have been I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> a lot of this footage I think is from behind the music, which is fun. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's an acknowledgement of the Benatar Geraldo thing of like, he came in after she had signed as a solo artist, which is why they weren't a band, which I Mm -hmm. think is. And
1: she says, I never would have been a solo artist. If if he had
4: shown up earlier, if
1: he had shown up earlier. And it's like just trying to really lay the groundwork for his induction. Yeah. Um, Also. Again, we're just so solidly in the 80s now. Like these first three so inductions are like MTV shit, heavy yeah. packages and really just a ton of just 80s stuff happening. Yeah. Um, there is a moment in the package where we do see Neil Giraldo singing while chewing gum, and mm-hmm. I yeah. really yeah. <laughs> was shaken to my core. By this, I just maybe I grew up a theater kid too much, but oh, like yeah. for someone to sing while chewing gum is How like it's rock. And I roll, cannot baby. believe it.
0: I gotta say Neil Giraldo in the package is very interesting because he's very much a man. Who tried a bunch of looks and didn't get one that worked until he was like sixty-five years old, and now
1: it's working. That is, he looks, he looks is
0: a, he look amazing.
1: Look now. But that
0: like in sync look he has, yeah, in yeah. The, uh, as like a fifty-five-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. for like, the behind the music, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Has, like, he looks like a fifty-five-year-old man dressed as Lance Bass, and it's bad. Yeah, his, his yeah, hair, hair is The frosted tips and... are not good.
4: I'll say it. Yeah. Um. So their performance. Okay, this is our first. I think cut uh, they cut a song called all fired up makes perfect sense. That's a good move. So we just get love is a battlefield and we get a uh, heartbreaker, which are two good choices. Neil's got a fancy little ascot. I wondered while watching this are Pat and Neil into steampunk. Uh <laughs> they they're not full, you know, they're they're not full Amy Sherman Paladino. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they are there is like definitely some vibes. And they bring out and they don't I mean Pat maybe should have I, I, I don't know. When she brought up Myron Grombacher to play the drums, was that confusing? I mean you can kind of like connect the dots like he was their drummer back in the day sure yeah yeah Yeah. that
1: part did not in any way clock to me i was like whatever (laughs) okay one drummer in for another cool um
4: during their speeches neil calls out cleveland like he doesn't know they're not in cleveland Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) Uh, you but know, he
1: knows that he's gonna get a pop because a pop, that's anyway, the, that's where the hall of fame is. The wets where the
4: hall of fame Uh-oh. is. Um, and then he's like, you know, you can you can combat bullying by dreaming. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda- <laughs> he does
1: say, though, he's like, if you know, he's just like. Yeah the sentiment is good the way to get out of your town and out of your head and out of your school is to like throw yourself into music and dream big and try and like well he
0: specifically says play an instrument doesn't he they're also
4: like if you want to write read Uh. books and as he's saying that pat mouths it like they were both i don't know it's it's an interesting (laughs) idea uh and you know uh, pat's speech is fine i thought they both I thought they both. I thought the band sounded I, great. I thought the speakers. I thought they down. sounded
1: so good. I think "Heartbreaker" is just such an amazing song. It just kicks so much ass. I was really glad to hear it.
0: As a couple, this is like kind of the first time I've ever seen them interact really and I'm like, oh, these is like these are like some fun people you meet on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are still in love. I'm after like these a, are yeah, yeah. the yeah. people who
1: are still in love in their you know, later years yeah. that you're like, oh, it can work. You're just yeah. like, oh, look, they still seem to like each other. Yeah. They don't seem it doesn't feel put on or anything like that no. it feels no, like they all. genuinely it, enjoy being a pair and creatively working together but and they're
0: wacky i would say oh, yeah. is kind of what i'm getting at as yeah, like right, a couple kooky. they're yeah. wacky
3: oh yeah i mean
4: but, that, I, but it's fun it's yeah it's fun yeah, yeah. all right let's take a break and nice. uh, we'll come back and we've only got 5 more hours to go so oh my uh, gosh. don't go anywhere Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you found somebody who was wacky like you to spend (laughs) the rest of your life with. All right. Let's move on to Jimmy Iovine. Uh, we start with a package, which, as we predicted, is just the Defiant Ones recut. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, there's literally nothing new. Um, if mm-hmm. you want to hear our thoughts on the Defiant Ones, we did a whole episode about it. I'm just glad this cut didn't ha- have to focus too much on Beats. They got to it. They
1: later. really got some Beats. The Beats got in there several times. Several shout outs for Beats. But It's but also it was our, up to first, Jimmy.
0: our first glimpse of Bruce, unless you also saw the commercial for Bruce. Bruce talking to Howard Stern before the episode. Uh, before <laughs> right. <this era. laughs> right. Um, Bruce is also all over this thing as normal, but it felt like a little more than normal.
4: I mean, this is very much a with Ivy and Grubman like a huge Bruce yeah. thing that he's got to show up to. Um, yeah. His speeches is, is good. It's it's you know the a lot of familiar things and mm-hmm. talks about because the night. You know, and talks about how Jimmy is yeah. great, and he, I like that. Literally, the last thing he says was Rico Suave. like That's that, yeah. That's the that is such
1: a weird. I mean, to me, this felt like again. You can feel that like Bruce likes Jimmy, but he kind of doesn't. <laughs> like you know <laughs> like, what I if mean? It, if, it, like, if, it, if it
4: if it really meant something to Bruce to induct yes. Jimmy, he would not have been at the end like, hey man, Rico Suave.
3: Yeah, you dummy.
0: Bye. Yeah. See, I, I are, view that differently. Like, I think that is like real busting balls. Like, this is. is my kid brother. I but love him I so much. That's like why I'm bringing it up. Kid brother, though. That's the yeah. Energy. Kid brother yeah, yeah. is the thing. And Jimmy I think of even it very
1: much like a yeah. yeah, like a continuation of the dynamic that was established in the Defiant Ones. Yeah. It's
4: just like imagine Bruce Springsteen doing that speech like with the same tone as he's inducting like Roy Orbison. Like, it's mm-hmm. just. Obviously it's not going to be the same amount of reverence. And I think he right, does. But I would rather have
0: less reverence and yeah, more like no, these totally. people like each other. <laughs> totally.
4: Totally. No, I think that's, it, that's exactly it. And w- we see some speeches like that this evening and, and some that are not. Yeah. Jimmy's speech is mostly just talking about other people, which I think mm-hmm. is a, a good move. He talks about John Landau and Bruce and Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks and you too, and David Geffen and, Dr. Dre, uh, you can tell when he brings up Dr. Dre and Eminem that they are not in their seats, uh, and they will not be uh-huh. really until it's Eminem's turn, because they would have obviously cut to them. And then, you know, he calls out Gwen Stefani and, and Mary J. Blige, and, you know, it's just kind of like, thank you to all these people.
1: I thought it was very interesting to hear Bruce Springsteen talk about hip-hop and its importance in music.
4: In Think his about Dr. Dre. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. It's just
1: like, you don't... Jimmy Iovine is the intersection of of those two things, which is interesting.
3: Certainly.
4: Yeah.
1: I was very nervous when he came up to the stage with a paper speech. I was like, "Uh oh,
4: mm-hmm. I'm also surprised, like Jimmy Iovine, who is always wearing sunglasses under those bright lights, was not wearing them. Mm-hmm. Instead, he wore a rosary. Yeah. What
1: was around his neck? I think it was a rosary. It was a giant rosary. You just I, you don't see him with large jewelry and he's wearing a very large rosary. But
0: I also feel like that's become like a, an old man thing where like old men wear beads now. <laughs> like my dad has like beads around his wrist. And I'm like, what are those beads? And he's like, I don't know. Somebody gave them to me. And I'm like, OK, secret. Weird. <laughs> Interesting.
4: Yeah, he does have. I'm looking at a picture. He does. That uh, does look like a rosary. Yeah. All right. No, he yeah.
1: definitely is wearing like <laughs> sure, man. A, a rosary. All right. I mean, he's maybe his young wife dressed him. Shout out yeah. to her.
4: She's a, she's a little goth. All right. Next up, we've got Elizabeth Cotton. Just a package. It is uh-huh. like maybe three four minutes. I'm so glad there's a lot of footage of this woman because. Yeah the era she's from that was not, you know, a given, but the fact that she was around in in the eighties and
0: thank God Pete Seeger was documenting her her life. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Of course we got Gary (laughs) Clark Jr. in the mix. We knew that was gonna happen. He should have inducted her. They should have had mm-hmm. an additional 10 it seconds. It's so of her to rude say. that
1: they didn't do that for the ones who were like that is just rude.
4: And they clearly had people for each of these that could have yeah. done it.
1: On hand, present and accounted for. Yeah. Uh but watching
4: watching this, I was like Elizabeth Cotton was she so was a badass. Cool. She, she was, was incredible. Awesome. They they get a little bit of the origin of freight train via text, which usually they don't normally do. Usually it's they try to get somebody to, to say it, but I guess they were just really trying to cut every corner to get this thing as tight as possible. The montage of other people singing Freight Train, I thought was a great way to show the kind of legacy of her and, and that music, Joan Baez mm-hmm. and Jerry Garcia and, and, you know, Pete Seeger. But they didn't even have to have Gary Clark Jr. in the building. Just have him in that video. Just go like, welcome to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here's to you, Liz- <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
4: all you need. I mean, it's just like the fact that now technically in the, in the record books, nobody inducted her kind of. Yeah. Kind of sticks out, it kind of sucks,
1: yeah. But who's keeping track of the record books? Just Joe oh, and yes. future
4: rock legends, future rock legends. Yeah. yes. Anyway, let's get to Judas Priest.
0: We have Mr. Alice Cooper oh, come out. His outfit, I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, one lapel like... was red, and yeah, I, yeah. Was... he looked like a boss in Castlevania. <laughs> um, it was that kind of uh, tuxedo, like a vampire tuxedo, but not like two vampire-y. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. he calls them the definitive metal band. I think that's about mm-hmm. right. I feel like, oddly enough, Jan Wenner is sitting at the Judas table. I thought I caught a shot of that. Mm-hmm. We also get a shot of Matt Pinfield in in this. Oh, I didn't see him. Which was fun. And, uh, you know, they they talk about it. I think Alice brings it up, but it's also in the package, which is something I guess I never really thought about, but is true, which is that the heavy metal look of leather and like motorcycles started with Judas Priest. It was just Mm -hmm. Rob Halford was, you know, went to S&M. Kind of a
1: leather daddy. And
4: And that established the look that kind of continues to this day. And there's a cute moment where Alice, you know, he he says like they've got attitude despair and they cut to Rob Halford and he just like shrugs. He's like, I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. get the camera off me.
0: He did a lot of cute stuff like that all night like he was the most pumped to sing with dolly we'll get to that oh yeah yes 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 yes. Uh, and (laughs) she was
1: the most confused by him (laughs) as a person
4: during the uh package this is the only one where they don't do the kaleidoscope thing Mm -hmm. and i think it's to not say musical excellence at no point not even on screen do they ever have the musical excellence chiron which i think is intentional they just do the judas priest logo and uh yeah, I think they just don't want to tell anybody that it's in a side category, and they don't. We get Rob as a young man with short brown hair, which is a mm-hmm. very yep. funny, uh, always a funny thing to see. Kerry King from Slayer uh, has a lot of like good things to say, solidifying the two guitar... Attack.
0: Ozzie, they got Ozzy, Ozzy out says of whatever fuck Ozzy was twice doing. within
1: 15 <laughs>
4: seconds. The number
0: sw-
1: the amount of swearing in this package is astonishing. <laughs> like it's very metal. It is very metal. Yeah, but absolutely. there is a lot of swearing in this package. It is Aussie
4: is shocking. wearing a hat like he's in a Magritte painting. Mm-hmm. Uh it is yep. a very strange hat. You of course get Tomarello. Uh that you know, mm-hmm. the uh, obligatory. They also use classic vh1 footage of sebastian bach that i Mm -hmm. know so well because it is in like 100 greatest hard rock artists and so Mm -hmm. many other things where he is like wearing a red shirt and he's in he has this backdrop and the mileage they've gotten out of that session where they talked to sebastian bach i didn't know that i was ever going to see something again uh with (laughs) with him in that room but but there it was um glad they got beavis and butthead and I, yep. I liked the uh, I liked the line, I think it's Ian Hill who says it, that Sabbath were heavy, but priests are metal. Sure, yep. I don't know if that makes sense, but it sounds good.
1: Another thing I was, you know, I know that we've talked about them on our show before. I just was surprised by just how many Judas Priest songs I actually know.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I know yep. a lot more than mm-hmm. I would have yep. thought I do. And you know what? I had another thing coming. Uh, Whoa, okay, we get hey. to the performance.
4: Uh, we get Breaking the Law mm-hmm. and they've got, Everybody up there. Okay. Uh, and
1: so this is where I was like, it seems like each guitar has an understudy. <laughs> I was like trying to figure out. Here, what was here's going what it on. is.
4: Here's what it is. There were three guitar players playing. One of them is technically still with the band. His name's Glenn Tipton, but he has Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. He's the one who wasn't moving around at all on stage. He rips a solo and he actually does a good job, but he's like very still while the other guitar players are. You know, running around one of the guys up there was not inducted. Richie Faulkner. He's their current guitar player. He's not on any of the like important work yet. (laughs) Thank you, Joey. (laughs) KK Downing is not in the group anymore and it has been kind of acrimonious, but he played with them and and there's no evidence really of any rift. And so because of that, you have three guitar players. You also have two drummers. They let their drummer from the 70s, like who was on a few albums before they broke, really, a guy named Les Banks. And they never cut to him, which makes me think he's maybe not much of a drummer anymore. And
0: they are all playing at the same time, like the polyphonic spree. That they're all like doing (laughs) the same. Yeah, like 100 people playing the same exact thing. Which is sort of problematic because I want to hear Rob Halford sing, you know what I mean? And he's Mm -hmm. like, he's a little low in the mix because they have five guitars, I feel like.
4: They actually cut You've Got Another Thing Coming. They played that, but they just keep breaking the law and living after midnight. And at the last performance, stage is on fire. They do some kind of fun stuff. Yeah, with like I the, saw the, the that. Little... I was
1: like, the background with the with the stuff on fire was interesting. I was also very glad he took the hat off for the second song.
0: Why? It's a cool little hat. That's his. But little I hat. couldn't
1: see his head. I want
3: yeah, to see. He's his he's got face. he's got
0: some tats on his on his yeah. head too. That you to gotta see, his... see. This a lot of performance... old men with uh, neck and face tats in this. Uh... Yeah, with this class more to come, yeah. Lord um... willing. <laughs>
4: Lot, they they cut to a lot of random normies in the crowd during the mm-hmm. Judas
0: performance, but they not cut as to... many during the Eminem performance though. Right? Ooh, yeah, they, there's a lot yeah, of kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, boy, they cut to a oh, lot of weird people's there children. There are a <laughs> lot of
1: dorks in the crowd. But <laughs> I'll thank tell you that
4: God, they cut to LL Cool J loving Judas Priest. I'm just Got glad to. we have that. Got I... to come on. Um, the speeches. You know, they let everybody speak. Everybody was fine. They kept it pretty short. Yep. For, for me, the things to point out, Ian Hill acknowledges in a way that, like, it was kind of surprising that, like, they're part of the establishment now, which is a yes, thing you can, I loved, you can only
1: imagine that I loved that. I bet
4: you would, yeah, because so it's, it's like the thing that you, once you get in the hall, you never say it again, you know, but that the hall is the establishment. But he's like, sure, that makes sense, and I'm a part of it, and I'm proud. And it was like, all right you know and then halford talks about inclusivity and stuff and
1: and also i like that halford really talked about the inclusivity of the metal community which i think not many people really um, think of you no. know i think people think of metal as like a means test like you're not metal enough to be here and like feel like mm-hmm. a sense of not belonging you know whereas he's just like actually this That's is actually like a not fucking... what metal
4: is like yeah. at all Right. Good speeches. Again, everybody talked. Surprising. They even let Les Banks, the seventies mm-hmm. drummer talk. He try he does try to have a joke. He's like, you know, usually uh, if you're a drummer, you don't have much to say, unless you're Keith Moon. Then like we uh, were
1: all like a okay. light <laughs> <in> <laughs> laughter. Good luck for you. Good luck to you, my pal. Uh
4: all right. Next up we've got the Sylvia Robinson package. Same issue. bummer, as- bummer uh,
0: package, man. Like, God. not enough. Like No,
4: it was less than three minutes.
0: It sucked. It it made me sad. It's this is a, It's actually kind of. I was enjoying the ceremony until this, and then I was sort of like, yeesh.
4: They oh boy, you know, you've got a decent amount of people in the package. You got Ice T. You got Chuck D. You got Grandmaster Flash. You've got early on our man Bill Adler,
0: mm-hmm. who has
4: been on our show a few times. uh, the former publicity director for for Def Jam. Uh, Mm -hmm. and he says some good stuff to kind of establish the history uh you know and flash has a good line about what the goals of hip-hop were and then it shifted to needing to make a record Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they talk about the message and uh, and then yeah
1: i thought that they packed a lot in there you know and i think if you didn't know anything about her you would leave that being like oh she was really important
2: yeah. I don't know, to it me it felt, felt it like felt a
0: throwaway yeah, Like really all of it Like mm-hmm. they were like, nobody cares about this And neither do we, here's a two minute video
4: Here's her kaleidoscope with electric guitars Because we didn't bother to <laughs> to You know, personalize this one There's good stuff in it It just feels like there could have been more And and again, obviously I wish someone Could have like, any of those people I just mentioned, or KRS-One or Modi Or someone Say a few words And mm-hmm. then induct her all right, let's go on to Carly Simon. We have Sarah Bareilles doing what I would call a classic induction speech in a very in a good way. She does, she's like on message. She is coming from a place of being a real fan. She highlights the music and the work and she lists the songs, which, you know, usually is a, a kind of filler. It usually filler. feels kind
1: of like filler, exactly. But, um, this- but
4: I, I thought it was good. I thought Sarah did a really good job. And then we go to... The package, and I feel like more than anybody else, Carly has just like done a lot of interviews in her life. They were able to mm-hmm. stitch together her story with just different interviews of her talking about her music and her life and stuff. And I feel like maybe even pulled from her like audiobook. I think the footage of her and her sister in a folk band was mm-hmm. very silly doing Winkin' blinking, and nod. I believe. Uh, is, yes. Is the song. And You know, I know Joey is uh, biting his lip. We talked Uh a little bit before the show. I watched this and was like, damn, Carly Simon's songs are like really good. And she has a lot of them.
0: And I had the exact opposite
4: reaction. I had the
1: Joe reaction as well. I was like, oh, wow, she really does have a lot of good songs.
0: (laughs) I was so into it, and I love and I
1: and I felt like she was more important than I even
4: realized.
0: My reaction to I went in thinking I liked Carly Simon, then watched that package, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I don't like Carly Simon." That's uh, um, that's wild to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just I, telling you.
4: This was like the only package where I wrote down like songs are great. Uh, <laughs> in my, notes. I also
0: uh, I should say like. I can't even really explain it. I like like two songs. That's what I learned in that package, is I actually like about two Carly Simon songs.
4: One thing so. I will say is I don't think we had any new interviews for Carly. You know, you get Well, like... she didn't
0: even show. So You yeah. say
4: she
1: didn't even
4: show. I, so... like...
3: <laughs> it
1: was a joke. It was a oh, joke. Do our All listeners right. know that? Do they understand you're a I reverent? Think...
4: Uh, yeah i hope at this point she sick your, i'm sorry yeah she's it. not she's sick. not sick yeah. she
1: lost her <laughs> sisters i didn't know then, that
4: actually yeah yeah no she, both of her, her sisters, sisters
1: died like two days apart well that's about horrible. three weeks ago
4: yeah like the week before the the show it was really sad um yeah anyway the I thought I thought the package was great I love when you get an engineer behind the boards who can like fiddle with stuff isolating Mick Jagger's vocals finding out that Harry Nielsen was a bad? was a wingman,
2: mm-hmm.
4: who's the opposite of a cock block and uh I will I will cop to the fact that the footage from the no nukes concert is annoying <laughs> like, they're horrible. singing mockingbird yeah. James Taylor is in his worst hairline era uh-huh. uh and they're just like kind of the, the clothes they're
0: to. wearing are yeah. like real embarrassing they look very silly
1: i don't yeah. know it didn't bother me but i will also say i enjoyed the the detail of her writing anticipation while waiting for Cat stevens to show yeah. up for a it's date great. it was a good detail it's also very interesting to me just how famous her stage fright really is yeah. like The number of times it was mentioned in the speeches and in her package was like five, six times. She's interviewed about it so many times. It was just, it's so interesting that that is such a notorious fact about her. It's like, everyone knows Carly Simon has stage fright.
4: Yeah, and Sarah said, you know, Mm -hmm. that makes the actual performances that much sweeter because it's a, a rare gift. So yeah, Sarah reads a message from Carly that is, you know, pretty humble and very sad that she couldn't be there. I thought Sarah doing... Nobody Does It Better was so good. I was really like blown away. Maybe because I don't like hear Sarah Bareilles sing that often. And I don't hear that song too much anymore. And so it was like the combination of like Mm. a song that's really great and her killing it. I was like, fuck. You got to watch more James
0: Bond movies, dude. Oh. Just watch the she opening was... to The Spy Who Loved Me over and over.
1: Yeah, I thought she was really good, but the person who truly blew me Olivia away was Olivia Rodrigo, Rodrigo.
4: That was she so was good. She was so
1: good. She was so charming. She was,
4: yeah, she, her, she her, so yeah. so confident cool and fun.
1: And like she was having, she didn't look out of place. She looked like she knew she belonged there. She's like, yeah. fuck it, I'm 19 years old. I'm singing a song, like one of the most famous songs by a legend. And I belong here. Yeah. And I'm having fun. I'm smiling. I'm enjoying
4: myself. This is the performance where LL does the air drums.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, I Olivia wrote... doing You're So Van. Weird, I... weird song to be air drumming now, to. And also, are there are
1: those Mick's <laughs> vocals in the background, Mick Jagger's vocals that she is singing with? Because it sounded like it.
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think they... I don't think that's one I, of the background I, singers. This is actually a good point to bring this up. I thought the background vocalists were awesome in general
2: so yeah yeah. there were many times this is (laughs) the first
4: performance of like a new setup and it kind of makes sense why the next three performances were ordered this way because they're all backed up by the same group and this is the first time we see it adam blackstone is the guy who and i think he did it last year too and we pointed out that it was like
0: they were really good that that
4: backing band was awesome Um, Yeah.
1: And I loved how many we get to see so much live horns for the rest of the ceremony. And I was very into that.
4: Yeah. Olivia calls him out. She's like, Jimmy Ryan, everybody. I literally wrote,
1: who is Jimmy Ryan? Yeah.
4: (laughs) So Jimmy Ryan played on the record. He does mm-hmm. the guitar solo in the original recording, and he was he well. did
0: not. I guarantee he did not play on the guitar he's playing on, which is one of those weird headless. <laughs> like, uh, Bill, and, Bill and Ted from Bill the future <laughs> guitars, yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah, has no head, has no body; it just looks like a stick that you're playing. Yeah. But yeah, no, he he was Carly's guitarist in the studio, and he he's like kind of a well-regarded studio musician. But specifically, he did the solo for Your Sovereign. Back in the 70s. And it was cool that he was there. And it was very cool that Olivia was like playing off him. And that they, you know, there it wasn't just like this guy's here, put him in a corner. He was like center stage, and you know, Olivia would uh incorporate him. I thought that was great.
1: Now let's move on to what we really want to talk about, which yeah, is well, Alan Grubman's induction. Yeah,
4: Alan Grubman's induction. Not a traditional package. They like took a different angle with this mm-hmm. and just had. Four funny stuff. Four people direct to camera talking about Alan jones While
1: the, the, s- while the spy Mason. music played yeah, in yeah, the it's background. The Mason,
4: it's the Perry Mason <laughs> It is
1: the actual Perry Mason song? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I mean, I now I understand. But yeah, I was like, right. what is this spy music <laughs> in the background? Like, we're trying to make him cool. Like, what is the?"
4: Yeah. And so it's Bruce Springsteen, Mariah Carey, Sting, and Bono all in the new interviews about alan grubman you know like i said direct to camera stylized to be it's uh i mean like i just don't like this induction and like i guess it's a cute way to do i thought it was the best
1: that way that they could have done done, yeah Mm -hmm. and this and i'm on record as being very against this induction but i thought it was the best way that it's the only way that i could have at least been like
0: that's I also thought he was kind of funny, yep. like in general. Like oh, yeah, you can short. tell he was, he's funny. Yeah.
4: Sure. He's a character. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, we have to yeah, talk yeah. about John Mellencamp giving the speech uh-huh. with his reading glasses in his paper, barely mm-hmm. looking up. You could barely see his eyes. He does. There's some fucking metaphor about a tree. Uh, picking apples no
1: about like keeping about not it's basically like don't leave me as your lawyer because i'm gonna yeah. help you grow i'm gonna yeah. make uh-huh. you some money was basically the metaphor or whatever but i thought i liked it i think it's because everyone talks so much trash about it your that your expectation
4: was, was
0: very very low
1: yes and so i was like this is good it's not too long he seems like he means it yeah, again i, get the I sense don't this give a shit about this down, induction probably. i think
0: it was edited
4: heavily yeah. yeah had yeah. to be alan is crying like a baby some fucking tough guy we just saw a whole video about how he's a he's a ruthless i got um, friends
1: i haven't even used yet
4: and then you know there's the anti-semitism portion of of john's mm-hmm. speech they <laughs> one of the weirder shots in this moment was they cut to cheryl Crow's giving a standing ovation when you know this stuff is happening and next to her is some tall guy who was chewing gum like a camel. And it was
0: not Neil Girald. It wasn't Neil. (laughs) It was just some old tall guy.
4: Yeah, you know, and and all that stuff was good. And like, obviously, like, anytime someone speaks out against anti-Semitism, it is a good thing. And, you know, John Mellencamp who's kind of an ornery guy anyway. Like the fact that, of the things he's going to say that he used his platform. Yeah, to do that. you don't see that. that's
1: not like your natural inclination is like the guy who's going to really speak out about anti Semitism tonight is going to be John Mellencamp. Is, like, yeah. I also will say, I think that they just did a good edit of this whole moment. Like, I think they did a good edit for the little package, they did a good edit of John Mellencamp's speech, and then they did a good edit of his acceptance, because it wasn't too long, No. and it it actually made you think, this guy's charming, and I get it. Mm-hmm. The glass ceiling for lawyers was when I, I really, that was, I was Are like, you, you lost me, Grooveman. You had me softened up a little bit, and I've been hard as nails with regard to this fucking to guy.
4: use the phrase glass ceiling and then to have it apply to lawyers, managers, the and agents. Fuck it, off!
1: And I can't ever. wait to see more. And I know there will be.
0: Mm.
4: I hope not. Also, his little story about how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was created, which oh, we know yeah. is not his true. little fantasy story <laughs> yeah. about how
1: he got tricked into doing it over ribs uh-huh. instead of stealing it actively from and, someone. And yeah,
4: we know he specifically stalled out the the creator Bruce Brandwin so that they could uh, snipe and then seize upon the copyright. Very cool. Very cool. Running out of contract. Uh, and that's how the rock and roll hall of fame was created. All right, pal, let's talk about Lionel Richie.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Lenny? Now, All right. now I want to say- Kravitz. Really quickly, first though. Yes. Uh-huh. I had an opposite reaction. The, I had the Carly Simon, the Joey Carly Simon thing, where I was like, oh, I guess I really don't like Lionel Richie. <laughs> I watched the package and I was like, yeah, so no, I don't the, like any of these songs. Before
4: the package, though, we do get Lenny Kravitz. Yes. And well, Lenny, we, we got to talk about Lenny first. Yeah, we yeah, no. We have,
0: I to, have to, talk to talk about how about.
1: his grandpa's name is L. Roker. Well, I looked it's it the up. The
4: Roker family. It's, it's the same. Al family. Roker's
0: his second cousin. I looked it up because what? I was like, is Al Roker Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> it's his grandpa. <laughs> is there something we
1: No, he said it was his grandpa. He said it was it's my grandpa. nine-year-old.
0: Yeah. Right, but he, Al Roker's not 94. So I was anyway, it's his second cousin. I looked it up. I don't know if
4: this is well known. I think it's it's a good piece of trivia. Lenny Kravitz's mother. It was on the Jeffersons.
0: Mm-hmm. Roxy Roker. That I did know. Yeah.
4: She was she was an actress, but I did not know it was the same Roker family. But yeah, I looked that up as well, mm-hmm. Joey. And that's yeah. uh uh That's why we're friends. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> I
4: thought I thought Lenny was looking great. I thought he looked hot as hell. I mean he did have shades covering his eyes,
0: but still I feel like he
1: Oh yeah. No he, he's got I wish it. Did that's the, the splits one big and his thing, thing came
0: he's out. always got. That's the one thing Yeah, I we did not get to yeah. see any Lenny Kravitz. Lenny stick, Kravitz is, always, is never so.
1: gonna not look cool and good like yeah. that's his whole thing that's what his career is built on good for him
0: mm-hmm. if only the music was as good as he looked um right. it's gonna be a big question
4: if he gets in because his there's no his catalog way. is thin but he is such an industry darling you know he's so famous there's um, no way i feel like him bringing up we are the world is you know it's like the charitable aspects obviously are good but that song is like so terrible not good and also it's so not rock and roll like it is just uh-huh. such a lame
1: the numb the things that i girl. really dislike this package just highlighted how much i don't like these ballads that well, he has written that are like bury his big the ones
0: commodores they're kind of trying they to did a terrible
4: job because they yeah. open <laughs> it off and they play one of the best commodore songs slippery <laughs> When wet and i was like fuck yeah and then i was like oh yeah i wish the commodores were were getting in there's mm-hmm. a lot of Commodore shit that, like, if yeah, they're but they're trying like to trying it, to swerve around it. There's a new Usher interview. Uh, uh-huh. We get some
0: Usher of- tells a lie. Is the- Usher tells that lie right where he's like, my manager made us listen to every single Lionel Richie song. There's no way. There's anyway. It's you a, sound
1: it, like you know for sure that's a lie, it's Joey. A lie, dude. Like that you were there. <laughs>
0: it's just so. It's just so one non, of those apocryphal so industry stories
1: people like to tell to
0: a camera when you have to say something about somebody. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lie. <laughs> I wrote almost nothing. It's like yeah, some of, some of, said, the, some of the
4: dancing at the award show is kind of when like all night long is blowing when up when
1: he tells Dave Grohl to play that ukulele. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that the, was
4: performance. You know,
0: the performance is a different oh. is a separate yeah. thing. So the
4: last thing about the package is I'm just glad <laughs> we got a shot of Ackroyd at we are the world. That's uh-huh. my favorite detail about we are the world is that Dan Ackroyd is in the back. Somehow I, he, he snuck in there.
0: Remember how I was talking about how uh Neil Giraldo finally found his, was a man looking for a look who found it. Lionel yeah. has never found a He's look. Not- he doesn't. <laughs> Look he's, right ever. He's gone through a lot of stuff. <laughs>
4: he certainly has gone through a lot of looks. All right, let's get to the performance. And they use the same. It's insane. The same band. They use the what same band. Black Stones band, and the band is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut Hello. He did do Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it like kind of tracks. They would they would cut a full song because he does not
0: sound great. He no. does not sound great. No, he does not. Uh, here's him saying, "Wow, wow." <laughs> oh wow.
2: lord um and he's really the first person
4: who doesn't sound great the whole evening and that is he, correct he plays easy which you guys know my feelings about that that's a commodore song you don't get you yeah. you don't you get, don't to, get play to play that, that. and then he does tell dave Grohl to play that ukulele and then mm-hmm. he does a guitar then solo that's not yell famous.
0: easy at each other for so long yeah uh what, so long what and it's bad they both sound bad dave grohl sounds bad
4: yeah i will say all night long is a good enough song that yeah even though he's not doing that a good song is job, just like it doesn't matter everybody was on their feet uh yeah
1: no, that song is so good and it's the live horns again this is where i'm like yay we're hearing live mm-hmm. horns i'm so happy but that's the best you're gonna get out of me from that whole
0: Part.
4: Yeah,
1: it was um, not. My I favorite. will say
0: in the video package, not to go back to the video package, I do like rehashing the story about Kenny Rogers, how he sure. gets lady. That's good. Anyway, back yeah. to That's this good. performance, which is not sure. good. <laughs> yeah.
4: And, you know, the story of lady has nothing to do with Lionel's solo career. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah. Let's go to his speech. You know, his speech. Crazy. He's a good, he's, he's a good speaker. Like he, he you is know, a,
1: such a good speaker is the mm-hmm. thing. And that is when I come back. I'm like, I don't like any of this. Who cares? Who cares? And I'm like, look at Lionel Richie, though. He's just really doing a good job. Um, mm-hmm.
4: And one thing I've noticed a lot, which is that the headphones or like the monitors or they, so many artists forgot to take this like yeah. thing off of their necks after mm-hmm. the performance, and so like forever, those there's like hearing aids dangling
0: yeah. in front of them, yeah. you know,
4: which I think are probably a combination yeah. of like earplugs and maybe like some sort of monitor. Yeah, I mean, he has some good stuff to say, you know, two types of artists, creative artists and created artists like that's memorable. He like says, wow, Judas Priest and Lionel Richie does the lamest air guitar I've ever seen.
0: Dude, <laughs> I, ha- I hated it.
4: <laughs> and, he didn't uh, like when
1: he quoted Muhammad Ali?
0: I uh, no. I'm a bad yeah. man. I'm a bad man. There was an arrogance to it that was not charming, which like a faux sincerity, like where it feels like inside. I'm like, Oh, there's like a Mike love inside that wants to come out, but he's burying it. You know what I mean? Interesting. Um,
4: well, we, we got our annual, uh, what is rock and roll comment? It comes from Lionel. We mm-hmm. always get somebody acknowledging it. And he says, it's not a color. It's a feeling. It's a vibe. And it's a vibe. They- they cut to Annie Lennox and she like kind of throws her hands out and Mouse like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they were like, say something, Annie. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, speaking of Annie, let's go to the Eurythmics. Start off with the Edge and his formal beanie.
1: Now I... here is the thing, Edge, this story is good. His mm-hmm. setup for their induction is good. Mm-hmm. It tells a clear path of like how they got he, to where they are than and anyone why else they tells are here. A story.
2: I was yeah. like, this no, is story. good.
1: I'm really enjoying, I'm like listening. When Which I is read more than a I tweet can
0: of what he did, I expected it to be very embarrassing and then it was not embarrassing at all.
4: Mm-hmm. Now he uh, he lacks the, the personal touch yes. like we were talking about before. Yeah. It almost feels like he's never met them. I'm pretty sure he has, but like yeah. the way <laughs> he spoke gave no indication that there was any... That he knew them, or even that he was particularly moved by their music. It's Mm -hmm. like very, I'm telling the story and straight down the middle, like, gets the job done
1: i thought it was good though it was like the best kind of serviceable speech sure
0: well and then it's very clear he knows them because they're so when they would accept they, what they accept like, later yeah, they're like oh and we're so glad edge could be here to do this yeah like, specifically and i wrote it down <laughs> she calls Dave him Age stewart, so yeah. stewart
4: says thank you the edge and Annie goes, I want to thank Edge. What a privilege to be inducted by the wonderful Edge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so weird. There's a moment in the Edge's speech where he does the Sweet Dreams lyrics and they cut to Annie and Dave and Annie is staring straight forward <laughs> and doesn't ignore, like takes way too long to like break. And then she's just kind of like humbly mouths, thank you. But it seems like she's almost like, she tortured by it. that song again. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> well, do you blame her? <laughs> um The package was, I thought, great because there's the really package no was
1: fantastic. scarcity
4: of visuals for them. You yeah, know, they there was such in- a visual band, insane all the and time. Just it's what
0: great. what an
1: amazing. They really hit a lot of nails on the head, which is like Moton and craft work mm-hmm. That is the yep. Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah. It's like now, wow, what a very good and apt description there's a
4: there's a new interview with saint vincent which of course but there's also a new interview with kate blanchett and i Mm -hmm. was like
0: I it blew my mind. Wow! Tar? But also, I was like, of course, Kate Blanchett likes the yeah. Eurythmics. Like, Kate Blanchett like... wants
1: to play her in a biopic. Like, she kind of does in her regular life. Would.
0: You know, yeah.
4: it's like, yeah, I get, I get, like, even from just a style perspective. And so that was like, that's the kind of coup I hope the the hall keeps getting. Like, the kind mm-hmm. of, oh, this person is like not who I would have expected, but makes perfect sense, and also yeah. is a big get.
1: I really enjoyed Annie talking about her image and how she wanted to be perceived as an equal to her partner and therefore that is why she chose a lot of the imaging that she chose you know with regard to her style and and they they
4: juxtap I mean androgyny and stuff that footage from the award show where she is uh dressed kind of like elvis or something Elvis, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah just make a note there is a dave stewart archival interview where he is next to what appears to be a spherical tv it is just (laughs) it was just very distracting it wasn't sure
0: entirely what it was uh it looked like maybe a computer but that video of them writing a song is so funny she's like (laughs) freestyling yeah she's like freestyling while he is like just ripping a riff like so loud. <laughs> yeah, it was that was
4: strange for sure. Um, let's get to the performance. Uh, good. it was great. They uh, yeah, they sound they sounded great. They sounded so good. They looked great. They used they they're the last band to use the Adam Blackstone band, which is has been killing it all night, and they I thought fit very well with that yeah. band. Uh, they opened with "Would I Lie to You." And Amy
1: does not sound amazing. It takes her a while
4: to yes, get warm. I, I would I would agree with that. But once she, she gets her songs, her songs she are really difficult. She, like
1: yeah. her songs are very challenging. But I, as someone who saw Shaka Khan, <laughs> there is a way. I, there is a way, and people do do it. You know, in people are her same age and with the same amount of challenging songs. Like "Heartbreaker" is also a challenging song. Yeah, and Pat still ripped it. I'm not saying that it, it in, to like put her down or say that she should have been better just to acknowledge that in the beginning she doesn't sound super good mm-hmm. but by the time they get to sweet dreams she sounds yeah. she's just she's right in the pocket and she sounds really right
4: good. so they do what i lie to you missionary man where she throws money into the crowd and, yeah that was uh, hilarious it's sweet dreams yeah. where she's got a, a glittery
0: she's got a glitter wand there's something I love so it. funny about throwing money into a crowd of really rich people
4: yeah, especially um, the
0: richest ones are up front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh I got to like say, LL Cool J, you're throwing money. <laughs> there
4: there were so many shots. You can tell the crowd in particular love this performance it, that they, I would say
1: is the most alive up until this point that the venue feels in the in the wide they shots.
4: cut to nearly everybody and a lot of people we hadn't seen for a while like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo Sarah Brellis lo cool J the guys from Duran Duran Rob Halford pink Brandy Carlisle all these people are jamming out to the rhythmthmics and I think that's a testament to how great their songs are and how good they sound. Yeah.
1: And during the speeches, one of the things I really liked was how, again, they really listened to each other. And that came up a lot during all of the package and the induction speech and stuff about, you know, how many people can go through, you know, begin a relationship as like a romantic relationship and then turn it into like a really successful creative partnership that lasts decades. Like that is such a, a compelling and interesting story.
4: Annie did a lot of pantomime when uh, Dave mentioned her, like, cause she was like standing right there and he'd be like, you know, one of the great voices and she'd just like pretend to brush her hair. Or there was a moment where she did like the fighting Irish, like she's strong it was an interesting uh, interpretation of someone else talking that-
1: I loved it. Because if you're going to stand right there, what's she going to do? Stand and smile? She's like, I know people are looking at me too.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. And then later she says, extraordinary diaspora, which feels like mm-hmm. a very analytics thing to say. Thank you, Edge. We I wa- love you, what Edge. What a privilege to be inducted by the wonderful <laughs> Edge. Uh, we get our last side category induction. We get Harry Belafonte- Jamie Foxx, who really should have been doing the induction, it would have been easy. He seems like the only person Mm -hmm. they talked to. I will say, you get the story. You don't really get why he's an early influence. They do know. You do not. What are we doing? They do no work towards that. And, you know, obviously, like, the civil rights stuff is great, but there was, like, not an attempt made to Mm -hmm. draw the influence. There was also no evidence of him accepting or any acknowledgement of his being His, alive knowing that he's even being inducted <laughs> uh-huh. so i don't know
1: and now i just want to point out that at this point there is an hour left yes one full fucking hour uh-huh. of the ceremony is still left and there are two people left to induct yes well
0: we have so many jams we've got to i do.
1: was so mad
4: <laughs> Yeah, so let's just get to it. Dr. Drake comes out to induct Eminem. Did not know.
0: like this speech.
1: Boy, I did not like it either. It was not it as was good It was the opposite it's... of how good well, the LL. LL speech last year was like incredibly personable and fun and in on the joke and buddies and stuff. And this felt this like, was like a favor.
0: Well, it also felt to me like- so much of it was like we showed cancel culture together where it's like, yeah, it was homophobic. Yay, yeah, he talked about murdering his wife. And so he brought it up fun. twice
1: and <laughs> laughed
0: the <laughs> second time that he says
1: and he rapped about killing his daughter's mom again. Ha ha ha. I'm like,
4: it's like, Dre, do you not know your mean? own history with violence towards women? Maybe pump the brakes on that. Uh, And just
1: like, what are we doing where we're (laughs) just like, really, that's the thing we want to bring to the forefront of, and another mention of breaking the glass ceiling for white people. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Now, Joey,
4: this is, this is, I'd say an example of when you want someone who's maybe a little more reverent and Mm -hmm. not like buddies with the person, because then it like, this came across well, that opening joke is That's like, we're like,
0: already is... on the wrong.
4: Yeah, he wants everyone to know he has a huge penis, but hey, why do he use his pinky? They do yep. cut to Dolly and Carl, which was probably my favorite moment of, of this. Oh movie. my gosh,
1: Jolly reacting to all of the profanity that was happening in this speech. She's just like, what is even going on?
4: Let's just get to the package. Oh, the old footage is fun, like the Rap Olympic stuff. I, mm-hmm. I kind of wish we had more of that. Yeah. Like,
1: And then they retell a story from Dre's speech.
4: Yes, uh-huh. we get yep. like, the I hate my that. name is story right why are after we doing this? Said they should have like, just cut mm-hmm. that part out then yeah
1: like why uh, this part of the ceremony was so long anyway mm-hmm. that they uh this was so annoying
4: i liked seeing busta i'll, I'll say that yeah. much uh, yeah except
1: that did you note that busta did not get name checked in the influences
4: i think he mentioned the his group though he says leaders of the new school
1: Okay, I'm which, like, which Busta is in.
4: No, 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 that yeah, would be very funny if he was like flip mode squad is is the realest. Anyway, yeah, so I, I like that where he was like, I'm all the way confused. Black people don't talk like this. Tie a rope around your dick and jump off a tree.
1: I enjoyed that part too. That was actually probably the most enjoyable part of that whole package was mm-hmm. Busta's little interview of, uh, with Very the, that, that sound yeah, yeah, And
0: then the, the sentence from Jay-Z where he's like, oh, he rests yes. like it's the percussion. That's great. Like, and that was, again, yeah. and doing a an impression insight. of it. Yeah. Those two, yeah. I
1: felt yeah. insightful. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of people in this package. Chappelle makes an appearance. An we old, got...
4: old interview of yeah. like skinny Chappelle. And then we get Rihanna being like, he's fucked up and he has to do this stuff and I'm worried about him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then there's this weird clock graphic that's Uh woven in between and then smashed at the end. Does anyone know what this is? What what is it for?
0: Um, and then well, yeah, and there's then that
1: video that where video he has where the brown shoots, hair. And he
0: shoots like an RPG yes. at a guy. And it yeah, looks, that's it's from the worst looking Godzilla. thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a,
4: a that's within the past few years. I did like they did when he was like sweeping the VMAs. And they show everybody who was presenting. And it was Christina Aguilera, Mike Myers, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston, and Triumph the Insult Comic Yeah,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> That was great.
4: I enjoyed that. Uh, let's just get to the performance. He opens with a little bit of My Name is... I didn't know Eminem had a hype man.
1: Yeah, I literally said, "Who is this hype man?" His
4: name's Denon Porter, I guess. Okay. He's like a he's like a Detroit guy, and he's is Eminem's hype man. Is he in D twelve? Yes, he was in D twelve. Yeah, yeah. And comes uh, out wearing
1: skinny jeans too.
4: <laughs> I like. <laughs> you
1: just don't see it that often. <laughs>
4: you don't see. It. I feel like I haven't seen a hype man in a while, uh, yeah. and it was just like I I enjoyed it. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember why hype men uh, were
0: important. Except. The selection of songs. Here. Okay, we're no. going through it. We'll oh, go through no, it.
1: the selection of songs. So he is just garbage. She just says Bunk, a little bit of junk, terrible.
4: Just a little bit of my name. Awful.
1: Is. I was so annoyed by He's, this. He stays por- away portion. from
4: the Slim Shady persona almost entirely. Like, you mm-hmm. get a little bit of my name is at, up top. But then that's uh-huh. it. Then and goes then to- it's all new Eminem songs. Yeah. Yes. He go- he <laughs> does- and not
1: even like a goddamn medley of them. We're just yeah. stuck. He
4: does Rap God, which is like one of his later ones, which is like very popular online. You know, it has like a billion YouTube hits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it showcases his speed speed rapping yes. the you speed. know
1: and it is kind of like about the industry and about his style of rapping which i mm-hmm. guess is interesting i but do like, i do
4: think watching him live speed rap i like cool. that that was part of it you know i um, do too
1: but it was but too long and boring
4: why are we doing a verse from forever it's we'll get like, to that we we'll get to that
2: someone-
4: <laughs> We'll get to that okay um, also we should get acknowledge he has his own band now we have uh-huh. like switched over from Adam Blackstone's band to like his crew of like DJs and I'm and this whatever.
1: performance portion was one of the most disappointing parts of the evening for me. It is so long. I am disappointed by the song choices. I'm disappointed by even the like spectacle, the parts where they really just whiffed. They like missed- you bring up the Drake, sh- like, for example, I do think the Steven Tyler thing is fun
0: or whatever. Yes, and, and Steven Vuel sounds so, right. so good.
4: So yeah, so Dream On starts playing. Steven Tyler comes out with his own Biscar, And he sounds
0: mic. incredible. He looks like that, but he also love looks like that little Muppet thing from um, Animal? Uh, Labyrinth. Oh, um, oh, the yeah. like little dog guy. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, so they
4: sing for the moment, which is you know not a mm-hmm. song I ever would have guessed, but it does make sense given that you can, in- it's the Rock Hall and you can include Rock royalty, mm-hmm. uh, and then you go straight from that into Ed Sheeran doing. Doing Stan. You know, Stan on his Dido. Which shit. It's
0: like get Dido, dude. What's going on there? Yeah, well, that's huge.
4: I mean, I get, I get that. I would have liked to have seen Dido just because it's like for the heads. Well, but like, not
1: even Dido. I just would have liked. I mean, I don't hate that it's maybe a man, maybe but a I would have liked to have seen a woman.
0: Yeah, what if it was Elton John again? Would you have For been okay real. with that? It'd be, it'd, yes. be, it'd be incredible. I would
1: have loved that if it was out in John again. I mean,
0: the crowd would have like
4: lost their shit.
1: Yeah, that would have been amazing.
4: You know who really liked Ed Sheeran doing a stand was uh, Sophia Richie. Lionel's daughter uh, was really into it.
1: It is so funny. They do cut to Lionel Richie, who like straight up cannot believe this shit. He's yeah. like, what am I seeing? Like, <laughs> it is very funny. They did,
4: I thought they did do a good job of making the set seemed like it was changing from performance to performance with just like some
1: yeah no shifts it it looked good i i have no notes about like that kind of part of it um okay now we can can talk
4: about forever which is uh a song from 2009 do you know what album what record i should say it's off of joey
0: it's on is it okay it's not it's... one of
4: eminem's it's not no, one of eminem's it's, Drake. It Drake? it's not one of yeah. drake's it's not one of kanye's it's not one of Lil, it's Wayne's. Lil
0: wayne no? it's
4: off of a soundtrack for a documentary called more than a game
0: oh by which... the the yeah the uh um, lebron one yeah, yeah
4: yeah basketball
0: anyway that song <laughs> is not good It's Um, wild
4: that, like, because he has his verse on that song is like very deep into the song. I don't know. I -hmm. just, and just like you can't get
1: somebody to come out and do the Drake part. Well, right. Like, like, you've got all these guests, and you're just gonna play. I just like, and that's gonna be the last thing. I hated this song. Not the last thing. Oh, he does not afraid.
4: He does not afraid after that. Oh,
0: yeah. It's so
1: crazy. How many songs did he do? I really was, ultimately,
4: it's a medley of. Sick songs. The novelty of that here.
0: song is like you're seeing or listening to like Kanye West and Drake and Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne and Eminem all on one song. It would be like if when Bob Dylan got in, he just sang his Traveling part of Handle, Me with, Ca- Handle yeah. with Care. Like yeah. it's insane. The it's fact psychotic. that he did do Lose Yourself
4: was such a lost it's moment. It's so weird. Like... Lose Yourself would have made the crowd explode. Also his
0: hype man is like singing over just the Drake track. It's like Drake's voice. It's so weird.
1: They could have gotten a million people to come and do it too. That's the other thing. Like anybody would have gotten up there and done that.
0: Lionel,
4: for example. For example, um, he
1: can't believe this shit. He's in the audience, like they didn't call me.
4: Outrageous! Uh Let's talk about the speech. He was still exhausted when he got to the podium. You know, he oh. talks about the drugs were delicious. He's lucky to be there. Blah blah blah. The main centerpiece is his listing of every. Uh, I rap. did
0: like that part. Yes, uh, I do. Look, it's awesome. Someone I like said, that he made "Del sit the funky Homo sapien." Absolutely. At, uh, it was Uh, funny the the way he started so slow that i was was nervous worried
4: because he was so slow that (laughs) he says two live crew and it's the first name and it gets a pop because you don't know how many names he's gonna say and that it's like one of maybe over a hundred and then he's just going so slow and then people kind of stop applauding after each one and then luckily eventually he picks up his pace
0: well and i was a little worried at first because he goes like two live crew like obvious one and then he's like third base like right away and i was like no not the white guys <laughs> <laughs> but, but no he he covers uh, no, he covers a lot like, yeah a, no he a, does a good job covering as many possible
4: there's a decent amount of women yeah. on the list too yeah you know like jj fad and roxanne shantay and salt and pepper Queen yeah. Latifah. Uh, Queen Tiva, yeah.
1: I mean, that's like 30 minutes of a four-hour ceremony that were dedicated to him. And I think that that was a very bad choice. I'm curious about why it was done. I think it's because he's still so popular. Yeah, that's why. And and yeah, it's yeah, just like so. people know that they're going to, you know, fast forward to the Eminem part and they would be disappointed if it was short or something. Mm-hmm.
4: I think there's but- also maybe a, a calculation of like, we would like Eminem to return to the show And uh, if we like cut his portion too much, we risk potentially getting him upset. Maybe I'm Mm -hmm. conspiracy theorying it. No, I
0: think it's just that he's um, the most weirdly relevant person there. I mean, easily of the inductees. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like he's like, they're trying to get like people who aren't us to watch this thing i mean they,
4: as you might recall jay-z had two packages uh yeah. last year like yeah, they, they go the extra mile
0: for i think the
4: the FYES. people they
0: think might get them to watch um yeah yeah
4: all right let's move on to the in memoriam though we need to stop clapping at in memoriams um, yeah i i think you cut the audience mic.
0: it's psycho it's so weird to like watch like the guy from Primus not getting an applause and then meatloaf, like people going crazy. It's so weird. I hate it. It's, it is weird.
1: It just reminded me of something, which is that Sly and Robbie should be in, they should be in, they should be in. And, um, you know,
4: yeah, there were a ton, a ton of names. It's really, uh, depressing. I think as the years go by, you know, as millions of people are famous, it's just like these, these lists are are so long, but you know, Ronnie Spector, Lamont Dozier, Fletch from Depeche Mode, Meatloaf, Olivia Newton-John. They, oh God, when they put both the Carly sisters on the, on the same page, oh boy. really rough. Naomi Judd, probably don't have to put Stephen Sondheim, uh, but they, <laughs> yeah. they chose to anyway. Well,
0: they did it for Aaron Sorgan. They didn't want him to be mad. Uh, Mo um, Austin, Loretta Lynn, Coolio, they, they got
4: takeoff in there, and we were mm-hmm. told that, that that was actually in there during the ceremony too, which is, you know, uh, Taylor Hawkins gets an extended clip from Mike Nesmith, and then they do the Jerry Lee Lewis. And then, very smartly, they put yeah. what was
0: actually the that final performance edit. of the night. They could have also
1: just edited it out if you asked me.
0: It's a Bruce performance. You there's know, there's, Bruce no, way. Though, dude. there's no way. There's no way. And they Lee
2: also they
4: cut out, Obviously, but it's they, Bruce. They cut out High School Confidential as well. thankfully just went as to well. Another of good fire. move. Mm-hmm. It's all—it's you know, kind of weird to me to see Springsteen and Mellencamp together because they seem like the same they
1: guys. They the same yeah, for yeah. different
0: regions, you know. Yeah. no, like, I
1: often say it's like Midwest yeah. Bruce Springsteen. It's like John you know how Mellencamp. Josh
0: Lucas is a shitty Matthew McConaughey. It's like that, but for music. Don't um... say
1: that about my guy.
4: All right, <laughs> yeah, hitch your wagon to Mellencamp. All right, let's get to Dolly Parton. Starts off with the pink speech. Which one of the things I wrote down? She gets the nine to five lyrics wrong. She uh, does.
1: She did. She really did. It was like, how do you? Not enough to make a living. She That's ain't what en- she's Enough to
4: make a living. Instead yeah. of what a way to make a living. Uh, yeah. No,
1: not good. But the the speech is good. I think P- Pink's speech is very good. Pink, I thought she was Pink good. Has, at this. She's, she she is, good. She is
4: good at this. She She great. Yeah. It was one she thing was that awesome I, and I, I loved noticed it. was like, for a musician, her timing is like excellent. Yeah, no, Uh, she's good. I did not like all the country charts stuff. I think that
1: was, uh, yeah, I agree.
4: For something that there was so much discussion about rock and Mm -hmm. roll versus country to give us part of her speech that felt like it belonged at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Uh, I agree. Ed Ed Sheeran looked bored as he did the whole night. (laughs) And it was, you know, it was a hard task for Pink to cover everything, but she did do a a good job uh, outside of the things I just mentioned. Uh, The package. You've got, uh, you know, they just basically tell the story. You got a new Casey Musgraves interview and she does a good job about like, I like that the package more than the speech definitely acknowledged like, why rock and roll? You know, like they have the emphasis mm-hmm. on her crossing over to the pop and rock crowd. Yeah. I think that was you know,
1: a lot of good footage in that package. I teared up. I love Dolly Parton. I'm going to tear up talking about it right now. She is a good person. She is just she is a good person, and I feel very strongly about her fame being so wonderfully deserved. And I love her. Yay!
4: Yeah. Uh, and so this her speech very humble. You know, she talks she about. She
1: seemed like to me. This was just like dolly showed up and was like all right whatever y'all are on about like it felt very much like she's like this is real nice and i'm happy i met all y'all people and i'm happy that we're all in the hall now isn't that nice like you know it
4: was no ounce of like emotion in terms of yeah
1: she it just really seemed like everyone around her was like oh my god dolly parton she's right here i'm standing next to her and she was like okay y'all well thanks um i'm gonna go put on a different outfit i'll be back like she just seemed very like this is a person who's had every honor bestowed upon her and this again just once again goes to the point of how this is the hall needed her she did not need to even show up like big time wow
4: and, and you uh, could just feel
1: it. It, it. it you know, and that's nice. And I'm I, you know, I don't really care whether she didn't,
2: she yeah. didn't seem ungrateful, It wasn't disrespectful, disrespectful but it was obviously. just
1: like it just was funny. I was just like, Oh yeah, she's just like, Okay, well she,
4: she almost thought it was funny where she was like, oh, yeah. okay, wow, look at this. Oh yeah. my god, my my husband is having a great time. Yeah, so then she leaves. Pink and Brandy Carlisle and Zach Brown band do Code of Money Colors, they mm-hmm. do a, a good job. It was good. Yeah, it was good. And then Cheryl Crow and the Zach Brown bad. band do nine to five. Bad bad, bad. Cheryl Crow was bad. She, she did she, not
1: sound good. He was
4: like pitching her voice very high, which I forget that she often a does. Classical singer. Yeah. Uh, was she was good. like doing a Dolly impression. Um, it was it's bad. also weird. I felt like
1: she wasn't even doing off. enough of a Dolly impression. Yeah. It was not good. And also, I do not ever need to hear a man sing nine to five.
4: Nope. That's a the strange The band sounded choice.
1: good and he sounded just fine. I don't need to hear a man sing nine to five. It's not your song
4: now to in cheryl's defense apparently miley was supposed to do this and then Uh cheryl was there she stepped in okay that Uh, there
1: we go that makes a lot more sense that makes like a hell of a lot more sense because she didn't sound good at all she 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 didn't sound like awful but i wrote her voice just sounded thin it sounded like she hadn't practiced yeah, And that makes sense.
4: Then Dolly comes out in her rock outfit and an electric guitar. And she describes,
0: to- says she wrote a song specifically for this, her first rock song ever, which I would argue nine to five is as much of a rock song as all night long by Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um- <laughs>
4: Yeah, uh, and she she plays that electric guitar, and they cut to L.L. and Olivia Rodrigo basically going like, oh,
0: shit. Like, yeah. their,
4: their head is in their hands. <laughs> uh, and, she, and she says, and you thought I couldn't rock, but, uh-huh. Dolly, you were the one who thought you couldn't rock. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the whole story. Everyone was saying, be in the rock hall, and you said, I don't think I should. She sounds
1: so good. Though and I think this song is so fun. It's so funny and also how much of a country it song it is. <laughs> is terrifyingly tiny. Her waist mm-hmm. that yeah, ooh
0: wee. Yowza. Yeah, yeah, it was certainly funny. Um yeah. <laughs>
4: and fun. Certainly was yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Jolene. And yeah. uh before you know it, everybody's on stage. I'll walk through
0: what the it, weirdest what it is. collection of people. I loved Joel it. In. They are all
1: worshiping Dolly, though. Everyone's just in awe. Everyone's just like smiling their faces off. They can't believe how lucky they are to be next to her. It's really lovely.
4: Dolly takes the first chorus, which is the first thing that is that is sung. Then Pink sings with her. Then Pink does a verse. Then Annie Lennox in a cowboy hat <laughs> yep. uh-huh, does a great. verse. Then everyone, everyone does a chorus. Simon LeBond takes a
0: verse. Then and she Pet- goes, Benatar. come on, Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is like he... calls out. Simon is clearly her favorite he... because she's well, the only one he calls out by. She calls out he... by name. He
1: is grinning like an <laughs> idiot and only looking at her. And uh-huh.
4: he gets the position right next to her. He's right yeah. next
1: to her. And he is staring at the side of her face. Like yeah. he he loves her. And uh-huh. it's very clear.
4: Um, now, Pat Benatar is in a more casual outfit. She's in like a, a large mm-hmm. coat. Uh, when she was steampunk before, she gets mm-hmm. a verse. Then Rob.
1: <laughs> she Halford... stands next to Neil too, so that he can yeah. also be on camera.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Then Rob Halford comes running, essentially from where he was to be near to Dolly Parton as he and, sings. And yeah. they
4: look very funny together because they are like kind of dressed the same. They're uh-huh. both in leather, but they <laughs> are Dolly Parton and Rob Halford.
0: And he really wants to like get. A moment with her, and she is like kind of scared of him. <laughs> like, uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Cheryl takes a verse, Brandy Carlisle takes a verse, and everybody and uh, yeah, Neil Geraldo and Dave Stewart are also up there with the Zach Brown band. They are adding in quotes guitar, and that's how the, the ceremony yeah, just ends. like
0: Sid Vicious added guitar.
4: Exactly. To, uh, uh, the st-
1: <laughs> I have there's a moment where they cut to Lionel Richie in the audience, and I feel like he's just like, why not me? I could have sang Jolene. I
4: think we know why not him. I don't know that he can't sing Jolene.
1: You don't. Well, I mean, he could have just been up there. Up
0: there, yeah. I would have liked to see Eminem add a verse to Jolene.
1: Yes, (laughs) he probably have a lot to say about her.
0: Yeah, he wants Um, to kill
4: Jolene.
1: Yeah. Well, it was just interesting because it's like you know the two the black and uh, a black inductee and then the the rap inductee were like not
4: included. featured in the gym yeah. which Interesting. I don't know. you know i Isn't bet it? they were i bet they were offered you know invited yeah i would hope so uh, you know, I, I really would and i wonder the only, i'm looking through who else you know could have it's like i bet sarah burrells could have done a good job she's oh yeah know, someone on this list that i think mm-hmm.
0: ed shearing should have sang jolene Thank that you. Finally, voice, the thin said it. little voice. <laughs> and that's all four hours of
4: the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony, guys. We did it, guys. Kristen. Yes. FOMO levels lower than they were before watching this? Yes.
1: Because it's so long. It's so long. <laughs> I forgot just how to when we talked to our stage fan Josh Kitchen. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I had forgotten just like the grueling task that sits before you, because also you're seeing all the stuff they cut out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it is exciting. And, and you I also think don't
4: I... know what's going to happen, though, when you're yeah. there. So that kind of keeps your excitement levels.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you could have seen Simon
0: LeBond sing without a band. Oh, man, I would want to see that so bad. (laughs) It would have been so funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, my FOMO level is lower than it was before. Just because, again, it was a long evening and I think I would have enjoyed it. I don't think I would have regretted it if we had gone, but I'm not feeling
4: yeah. You were feeling at one point, like, how did we miss was, this?
1: Well, and, and I think that if Dolly had said something really important or like if it had seemed really, you know, exciting to her or if Janet had performed or, you know what I mean? Like, there are things that were yeah, yeah, yeah. like, but I, I do, I think it is a, I thought it was a great class and yeah. I really am glad I'm very pleased with this class in general.
0: I will say you? there's no way Dolly Parton is ever playing that song ever, ever again. Nope, like, never gonna it's happen. One time oh, no. only.
1: Never, She's gonna ever. put it out on her rock album. She's working on it. <laughs>
4: working on a rock album, she says.
1: <laughs> and now I'm here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, yeah, like in the song. <laughs> you only
4: can sing it when you're at the induction ceremony.
1: Well, that's it. Joe, wait, will... Joe, for you, FOMO uh, level, how are you feeling?
4: I do wish I was there just as like almost a completist of like, I wish I could have just <laughs> seen and heard everything that was said beyond just the cut, but this is a longer cut than normal. So we're, we're getting more than we would have. It's my understanding that HBO actually asked for the cut to be this long and they would have cut it down further, but that was a directive from HBO. Oof. And maybe we'll get more insider info on the ceremony soon. Dot, dot. Um, we'll see my
0: final thoughts.
4: Please. Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: when does he say wow in in in, in uh all night long? Oh okay.
0: It's, it's be easy. easy. Yeah.
4: Wow.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: well, Joey, thank you for not just joining us today, but of course devoting four hours of your day to watching this ceremony
0: oh you know me i'll do anything for you guys i love it <laughs> we love it um all right we
1: love it thank you joey uh, do you want yeah. to talk about your podcast oh uh, yeah listen to Round
0: ball rock actually pat finnerty if you're listening to this check my dm i sent you one <laughs> asking you to come on <laughs> Pat who has
4: been on our show uh what makes the song stink
0: um yeah check your instagram dms i I sent you (laughs) i sent you one and you haven't read it yet uh because it went to your other folder all right love you at joey divine on twitter bye perfect
4: perfect and of course our listeners can follow us at rockallpod on twitter and instagram rockallpod at gmail.com is the email if you want Kristen to see that you need to designate that somewhere in your message otherwise she's not going to read it and i I'm not going to forward it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. We're getting towards the end of the year. We're getting towards Christmas. We need to be a nice Christmas gift for us. Five stars. Nothing less than five. That would be rude. That'd be a damn lump of coal in our stocking. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music, and thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozzala.
1: I'm Kristen Studdard.
4: And who cares? By the Rock Hall. Wow. <laughs>